0: Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, please bless me as I speak, to speak truthfully, to present your word, your truth, to your people, that we may be built up not only in knowledge, but in faith and love. In Jesus' name I pray. The thing, um, the doorway through which I want to go to um, enter this passage of the Scriptures is the word reasonableness. Um, it's a funny-sounding Greek word, um, epi That's how it's pronounced today. <laughs> um, its meaning is someone in power who doesn't enforce the full letter of the law. We used to have a good English word for this, clemency. Um, and therefore, if you don't enforce sort of the full stricture of the law, if you show clemency, you are perceived as being moderate and gentle. So thus the King James translates this word, epiaikes, moderation. It's the same word that um, the Spirit speaks to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Paul appeals to the epiikes of Christ. And it's there translated gentleness, sometimes meekness." It's the same word which the Spirit speaks to James to describe Christian wisdom that one of its defining characteristics is its epiikes, its moderation, its gentleness, its clemency. So what we have in Philippians chapter four verse five is a practical exhortation. We Christians should be known for our reasonableness, our gentleness in how we interact with others. Now, this, um, at first glance, seems like a fairly prosaic, uh, almost benign piece of practical advice that could apply to anyone, not just a Christian. But I believe that when we locate it in its context in Philippians, what we see is this practical piece of advice is the tip of the iceberg of what is under the surface, which is a life lived in Christ and in response to his gospel. It's the thing that underwrites and makes possible acting reasonably, moderately, gently, accordingly. So below the surface, if we using the way overused and yet still very useful metaphor for iceberg, um, at the very bottom, the very fundament of the thing that holds up this piece of counsel is the reasonableness, to put it lightly, that God has shown us. I couldn't but think of that wonderful passage in Isaiah where God says, come, let us reason together. And it is almost this image of being invited. It's like a bargaining table. Um, I will wash your, though your sins are as scarlet, I will wash them as white as snow. Right? That is a picture of the reasonableness of Christ, the clemency of Christ. It's not just a, a reduced fine or a shortened sentence. It's a total blanket largesse of pardon. Right? Your, skins that, your sins that were once as red as scarlet, washed as white as snow. It's an extreme clemency, an extreme reasonableness and gentleness on God's part in Christ towards us. This is what Christ Jesus did when he died for us on the cross. Enabled God to show us this clemency. This is what we receive simply by asking for it by faith when we say, Lord have mercy. We have been forgiven by God, therefore we are called to forgive others. Right? It's right there in some of the Lord's parables, in the Lord's Prayer: forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. He has been clement to us, we are to be clement to others. The gospel itself is the reason, the, the underwriting, underlying reason why we are called to be reasonable towards other people. And as we live in A now reconciled relationship to Almighty God. As we come to know the risen Christ intimately, we develop a habit, a character of gentleness and leniency by walking through this life with Him, with all of its ups and downs. And this is what St. Paul speaks about here in the chapter, right? He says, um, He knows the secret of living, of being content in all things, whether He's brought low or abounding, whether He's in hunger or plenty, in need or abundance. He himself lived what he just exhorted, which is to make all our requests known to God with supplication and thanksgiving, which is kind of the thing that catalyzes that contentment, and experiences the he leading the way and us as Christians experiencing um, the inner strengthening from God in the midst of all those circumstances. That's the true meaning of that verse, which is apparently the second most favorite verse among American Christians according to a poll done last year, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I actually saw a mug uh, just the other day that said, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. Have you ever seen that mug? Um, I like that, because it is a verse that's pulled out at sports games and like all this stuff, and it's like, I mean, the heart, I think, is well-meaning, but Paul isn't talking about sort of, the Spirit isn't speaking about um, sort of these magnificent accomplishments that I will do with Christ's strength. It's talking about weathering the abounding and the being brought low, the hunger and the plenty, being able to handle that because Christ is strengthening us in the midst of the hardships. It's about patience and long-suffering, not sort of valiant accomplishment in a worldly way. If we rely on God for his strength in the midst of the ups and the downs, and if we bring every all of our anxieties and our needs to him in prayer and supplication, the character that's created in us is a docile Gentle character that is receptive to whatever God and His providence has permitted, mysterious and inscrutable as it often is. I, I gen, generally don't like hearing when people say, when hard things happen, "Well, there's a reason for this," or everything has a reason, or God has a reason it's like, "Yeah." That, but that's inscrutable. Who can know the mind of God <clears throat> in his um, specific providential permissions? We just experience this mystery which often involves a lot of pain and difficulty. The secret isn't sort of trying to pry into the reasoning and understanding the kind of cosmic logic of how God holds all this together. It's actually just being gentle before him. Receptive to his will. And so in sort of, this is the middle layer of the iceberg under the surface. That's what the character that's formed through walking with God, relying on him, bending gently and softly, being clement and reasonable and moderate and flexible according to what he permits built on our reception of the gospel. This is this character of reasonableness. And the very sort of uh, last layer, just below the surface of the water in the metaphor, um, an additional comfort that we have also pointed out in these verses is is that when things are really going wrong, like it's easy to be reasonable to those who are reasonable, even the Gentiles do that. To be reasonable in the face of those who are opposing us, who are being very unreasonable, very ungentle, who are even doing great evil or wickedness to us or to others that we know. How do we continue to maintain reasonableness, moderation? I think the kind of the final piece of the puzzle that makes this command of the new covenant make sense. To be reasonable is the remembrance that God will someday, in the scheme of things, very soon sit as judge and ju- judge all things rightly. It says the Lord is at hand, is how the um, scripture of the Philippians passage opened with. The Lord is at hand. Jesus still is very soon going to come to judge the earth, to judge the living and the dead. And all the great wickedness which in this life seemed like has not yet been dealt with, the Lord will deal with and we can trust in his judgment even in the face of evil, which again allows us to be gentle and clement and reasonable because we know the just judge will sort all things out on the last day. We can leave the outcomes to him and we can therefore remain ourselves moderate, meek, in a word, be eye guess So if we kind of keep in mind all these layers under the water of the present moment, informing um, how we carry ourselves just in our day-to-day interactions with our family, with our neighbors, on the phone, on Facebook, wherever. We see the deep logic behind the very simple command, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. If we are thus reasonable, we can't be forcing the law on everybody with the zeal of a zealot, The sort of moral enforcement. That's not clement or reasonable. If we're reasonable, we won't be aggressively pushing our take on this or that current event on others, again, with the zeal of a zealot. If we are thus reasonable, we actually might increasingly stick out in an increasingly ungentle and unreasonable age. Our Christian character will present itself as something um, pleasant and anomalous against a secular backdrop. And perhaps the spirit might lead some to inquire what's under the surface, how is that person remaining calm and still speaking truthfully and honestly, but reasonably and meekly. And underneath the surface they'll find, oh, the gospel is what makes sense of that carriage, that comportment. The gospel, that person, uh, the reception of having been treated beyond leniently by God himself and, wa- and walking with him in a gentle fashion. Amen.